This is Minnesota Today for Friday, January 27th. I'm NPR News reporter Hannah Yang. Here's our top story right now. Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara is condemning the actions of five Memphis, Tennessee police officers charged yesterday with murder in the killing of Tyree Nichols. O'Hara, who was appointed chief last fall, two years after the police killing of George Floyd, says he supports the Memphis chief's decision to immediately fire the officers involved. And he said he condemns any criminal behavior by police. An attorney for the family has said Nichols, who is black, was unarmed and was beaten by the officers, who are also black, for three minutes. Nichols died three days later in the hospital. Police body cam footage of the fatal beating is expected to be released today. Supporters and opponents of legal abortion are crowding the halls of the Capitol watching the Minnesota Senate today as it debates a bill that writes a guarantee of abortion rights into state law. A state Supreme Court decision in the 1990s says there is a right to abortion in the Minnesota Constitution, but supporters of what's called the Protect Reproductive Options, or PRO Act, says putting the guarantee in law offers extra confidence. Dr. Sarah Traxler is the chief medical officer at Planned Parenthood North Central States. Our new abortion landscape since the Dobbs decision is difficult, and it's dangerous. It puts our patients at severe risk risk. Minnesotans and all people who travel here for care need to know abortion access isn't going away just because political winds change or an ideological judge overturns precedent. Opponents say the abortion guarantee goes too far and ignores reasonable restrictions that Minnesotans have supported in the past. Yen Yen McSherry of West St. Paul said she opposes the bill. This is a threat, a threat to a life which you have, which I have, which my children have. Now, this is a, just a threat to the rights. It's a threat to life. The House has already passed the bill, and Governor Tim Walz says he will sign it. It's just one piece of abortion-related legislation the new DFL majorities at the Capitol are working on. Housing advocates are warning that high rental eviction rates are persisting in Minnesota long after pandemic-era eviction moratoriums were lifted. The nonprofit Homeline provides legal advice to Minnesotans dealing with housing issues. The organization tracked 22,000 evictions last year. That's significantly above the roughly 13,000 evictions each year before the pandemic. Homeline attorney Rachel Sterling says they expected a surge after renter protections like the eviction moratorium were lifted, but it doesn't appear to be subsiding. She says most rental evictions are for non-payment of rent. I hear car repair issues, um, unexpected bills, medical-wise or otherwise, that just make it so that tenant has to decide between paying their rent and buying food or getting the medical attention they need to, frankly, live. Sterling says evictions can make it difficult for people to find new or safe housing. And here are some other stories we're watching. Hamlin University President Fainese Miller has issued a statement saying she's dedicated to academic freedom and that she'll work to build trust within the university again. The statement issued late yesterday gives no indication that Miller plans to step down. That's after a majority of faculty voted earlier this week to call for Miller's resignation over her handling of a controversy in which a professor's contract was not renewed after the instructors showed art that included an image of the Prophet Muhammad, which some Muslims deemed to be offensive. The adjunct professor is now suing the school. Faculty members said Miller denied the professor due process after a student complained about the image. A bill requiring carbon-free electricity by 2040 passed the Minnesota House yesterday, Kirsty Marone reports. 
The bill passed after more than seven hours of debate. It sets benchmarks that utilities would be required to meet, culminating with 100% of their electricity coming from sources that don't emit carbon dioxide by 2040. That's a decade earlier than the state's largest electric utilities, including Excel Energy and Minnesota Power, have pledged to be carbon-free. DFL lawmakers say the bill would help address climate change and create clean energy jobs. Republicans say it will lead to higher electricity bills and possibly power outages. Minority leader Lisa Damoth of Cold Spring spoke at a press conference before the vote. This proposal, this blackout bill, is going to make energy unreliable, unsafe, and even dangerous. Energy needs to be safe. We need it in Minnesota to be reliable, and this is neither. A companion bill is moving through the Senate. Governor Tim Walls supports the measure. I'm Christy Marone. In sports, the Timberwolves host the Memphis Grizzlies tonight in Minneapolis. The Wolves beat New Orleans on Wednesday. The Gopher men's basketball team plays at Northwestern tomorrow. The Gophers at 1-8 and eight in the Big Ten. And here's a look at the weather. Tonight, it's mostly cloudy with lows 9 below to 15 below 0 north to 0 to 6 above south. Saturday, it's colder but partly sunny with a chance of snow in the far south. Highs 8 below to 0 northwest to 6 to 12 in the southeast. Later in the evening, it'll be mostly cloudy with lows 18 below to 24 below 0 in the northwest to 3 below to 11 below 0 in the southeast. Sunday, there will be increasing clouds with highs 5 below to 3 above 0. And that's it for Minnesota Today. Thanks for listening. I'm Hannah Yang. Kathy Werzer will have an update on Monday. Until then, stay healthy and stay safe.